Amen. And so today we're going to um, continue uh, the, the series that you guys have been in. You've been talking for the past several weeks about ready for the call. That is an exciting thing to be talking about, right? Ready for the call. Our theme verse is found in Romans chapter 11, verse 29. It says, God's gifts and God's call are under full warranty. They're never canceled and they're never rescinded. That is worth getting excited about, right? God's gifts and God's call are under full warranty, never canceled, never rescinded. Now, sometimes when we hear that word call, there are some misconceptions about that, right? We think that the word call is only referring to people who are called into ministry, like a pastor or a missionary or an evangelist or, you know, we're thinking that we're talking about God's call that's reserved for only the specific few, that only those people have a call. But I'm here to tell you today that God has a call for every single one of your lives. God has a call on your life. In fact, the call that he has on your life is so important that the church, which God created as the vessel to be used to point people to him, to see the redemption of mankind, the church can't even function to its fullest the way God designed unless every single one of us fulfill the call that God has placed on our lives. The Bible calls the church, the entire church, we're talking about every single person that has accepted Jesus as their savior, who have a relationship with him, we are called what? The body of Christ. The body of Christ. So that means every single one of us is a body part. Isn't that exciting? Some of us can be more like mouths, and some of us are eyes, and some of us are hands, and some of us are feet, but we're all a body part. Now, what is, what, what's kind of sad is that a couple of years ago, there was some statistics done by a seminary, um, and, you know, a lot of times we don't put all of our, you know, we, we don't have to, to put all of our belief into statistics. We know that sometimes they're, they're not always 100% accurate because it's not like you can ask everybody in the world everything. But, you know, according to these statistics, out of the people that were asked, out of all of the Christians that they asked, 87% of them did not know their purpose. 87% of Christians did not know why they were on this earth. They didn't know what God's call was on their lives. Now imagine if I was up here in front of you and 87% of my physical body didn't know what to do. That, that would be kind of sad, right? I probably couldn't actually be here in front of you, right? Because 87% of my body wouldn't even know its purpose. And that's why we, as the body of Christ, have to be able to discover the purpose that God has given each and every one of us. Why do you think it's so hard, though, for us to do that? Many times on our spiritual journey, we, we, we know God. We come to know him in a real way. We start a relationship with him. And then as, as we know him, 
his power, his spirit gives us power, right? And we begin, you know, he's got a job for us to do. But then we get kind of stuck, right? Just kind of life happens or we fall into the same routines and, and we don't really know what we're doing to make a difference. It's hard for us to discover what we're supposed to do. Why do you think that is? When Romans chapter 12 verse 2 It says, do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by what? By changing the way you think. We have to change the way we think about our purpose. We have to change the way we think about the call of God on our lives. When we do that, then we will learn to know God's will for us, which is what? Say it together. Good and pleasing and perfect. That's when we're going to be able to discover our purpose is when we don't follow the world's way. We don't copy the behaviors and the customs of the world because everybody's seeking after something, right? Everyone's looking for something to do. They're wanting success or we're wanting fame or we're wanting, you know, a, a nice career, a nice job. Those things in and of themselves are not bad. But if that's what we're pursuing, then we're missing out on all that God has for us. And church, God has more. God has more for us. If you're online with me, if you believe that God has more for you, please type in some amen or a fist bump or a whoop whoop or something in the comments because God has more for you. Sometimes, though, we get distracted because there are enemies of our purpose. And I believe there are three main ones. There may be more, but from what I can see, there are three main enemies of our purpose. And the first one is confusion. And that basically just means we don't really know what it is. We're like, well, I would love to do something great for God, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. You know, the only thing I know about people doing stuff for God is people preaching. Well, I'm not a preacher, so what am I supposed to do? Maybe I don't sing like the people up on stage, so what, is I, what am I supposed to do? You know, we're confused simply because we don't know what our purpose is. And that hinders us from seeking it, from discovering it, and from developing. We kind of just think, well, God didn't give me any gifts, so I guess I'll just cheer on the ones that are doing it. But no, God's gifts and God's call are under full warranty. They are never canceled. They are never rescinded. Keep that in mind. Remember, the second enemy of our purpose is comparison. Ooh, this is a big one. And thanks to social media, it's, it's, it's really, really common right now. Social media can be great for certain things, but it has done a huge disservice in us because we see all these people in their perfect lives and their perfect photos and their perfect marriages and their perfect kids and their perfect houses and their great jobs. And we're like, well, man, I want that. Why, why does God give them all of that stuff, but he doesn't give me that stuff? I, I just want to encourage you today. That is not their real life. That's the highlight reel, okay? We only put the good stuff on social media, right? <laughs> so I want to encourage you today. Everyone else's life, they're figuring it out just like you are, okay? So 
Don't be comparing. Don't, sometimes what hinders us from discovering our purpose is that we're too focused on someone else's purpose. You know, I cannot play the piano like the guy did up here. I have a coordination problem. I can't do one thing with this hand and something else with this hand. I just can't do it. <laughs> okay. So if I'm up here and I'm like, man, I so wish I could play the piano like him. I just want to play the piano like him. I just want to play the piano. That's how I want to serve God. I'm focused on his purpose, and I'm comparing that to mine. I'm like, well, maybe God didn't design me to play the piano, right? Maybe God didn't give you the voice of a canary that's going to up here in worship. But God gave you other things. Stop worrying about the portion that he gave someone else and let's receive the portion that God has for us, right? All right. Oh, that's good. Amen. And number three, the third enemy of our purpose is simply that it's counterfeit. Sometimes we're going after the wrong thing. We, you know, I know in our culture, higher education is super important. There is nothing wrong with higher education. God gave you the, the intelligence, the capacity for knowledge. We praise God for that. But our career or our PhD or our master's degree or those kinds of things, they're not the purpose. They're the tools that we use to fulfill our purpose, right? It's great to, to make good money and to have a great job so that you can fulfill the purpose that God has for you. But that great job and that great money, that's not necessarily your purpose, right? I'm, I'm a pastor at Live Church Milano, and I'm walking in the call that God has for me, but, but what I do is not necessarily the purpose. The purpose goes even deeper than that, right? And so, so we're not just talking about careers or status or education or things like that. We're not seeking after the counterfeit. We're not seeking after the superficial of it. We're going deeper and we're seeking all that God has for us so that we can use these things in order to fulfill that purpose. So now that we kind of know what the three main problems are, the enemies of our purpose, now we have to look at, okay, how are we going, how does God reveal that purpose to us? And, and I want to encourage you today, sometimes when we talk about purpose, we think that God made us, and then he says, hmm, what am I going to do with this one? I want you to know that your purpose came first. The purpose came first, and then he designed you to fulfill that purpose. We like to say it this way, the way you're designed reveals your destiny. The way that you are made points to what you were made to do. It says in Ephesians that we are God's workmanship. We are his masterpiece, created to, to do the works that he ordained for us a long time ago, right? Before you were a twinkle in your father's eye, God had a purpose for you to complete. And then he said, you know what? I'm going to need Jackie. I'm going to make Jackie to fulfill this purpose. The purpose came first. In Psalm 139, one of my favorite verses, it says that, that he knit me together in my mother's womb, 
He knew me and he knit me together. Have you ever wondered why certain things matter to you and certain things don't? Have you ever wondered why you think this way and other people think this way? Now, sometimes we take that God-given design and we may run with it in the wrong direction for a little while. We may get off course. But when, when we allow God to redeem that, when we allow God to say, you know what, this is what I've made you to do, come on back. You got a little off course, but come on back to this main, to this purpose, then, then that is when we can really walk in freedom and walk in the, in the purpose that God designed us for. Think about if we had like an eyeball on the, on the table here. If there was an eyeball on the table, you can look at it at the design, all the little body parts. You can see the reflection, you can see the pupil, you can see the retina, you know, you see the parts that are connected when, we, when it's inside our body. You can look at how it's designed and see what it was made to do, right? You can look at how it's designed and see, okay, I can't, I can't talk into this thing and expect it to hear me because that's not what it was designed to do. It wasn't designed to hear, it was designed to see right? And so God has a purpose for every single one of you, and he created you to fulfill that purpose. A couple of, I think it was last year, it was right before COVID, I think. Um, it was right before COVID happened. Our son, he wears glasses. And, you know, when, when you go to the eye doctor and they see a problem with your eyes, they do tests and they discover what the exact prescription is needed to correct your your vision problem right so my son's glasses were designed in a way to fulfill a specific purpose they they had to one eye actually needs a different prescription than the other so the lenses are made like this there was a certain style that he needed because of his young age so that they stay on his face better there were certain material that it needed to be made out of so that it didn't break easily and guess what after he got his glasses one year 11 months and 20 days later those glasses broke so we had to go to the eyeglasses place and, and we told them, like, oh, no, we broke. We have to buy some more. And they said, you know what? Good news. Because if they had broken 10 days later, you would have had to pay $200 to replace these. But because they're under warranty, praise the Lord, we saved $200. <laughs> Woo! All right. So we didn't have to pay because they were under full warranty. Well, maybe you're thinking, well, yeah, but I have gone off in the wrong direction for too long. I haven't done anything up until this point. Maybe I don't know what my purpose is. I haven't discovered it yet. It's too late. I want to remind you today, God's gifts and God's calling are under full warranty. You are never too broken for him to restore. You have never gone too far that he will not line you back up and help you fulfill that purpose. So how does he reveal his purpose to us? When I was looking through the Bible, I saw four primary ways that he reveals his purpose to us. This may not be all of them. There may be more. But, but I think that most of them fall into one of these categories. Number one, the call from birth. The call from birth. You know those people who just know from an early age what they're meant to do? 
they just, there's just something in you that says, I just knew when I was young that I was meant to do this. I knew when I was young this is what I wanted to do. In Jeremiah, we see a good example of that. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, don't say that. Don't talk yourself out of your calling. Don't, don't try to convince yourself that you can't do it. I'm telling you that I knew you before you were born. I called you from birth, even before then. Don't, do not say, I'm too young. Why is that? You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them. Why? For I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Don't talk yourself out of your calling because he is the one who gave it to you and he will empower you to complete it. There's a reason why you don't feel adequate to, to do it. It's because you're not. None of us are. But when the Spirit of God empowers us to do that which he has designed us for, we can make a difference. Amen? This is also just a little side note for all of you parents and people who are working with the kids in here. Speak life over those kids. Speak life. Speak purpose over your children. Every morning when we drop our kids off at school, we say, Camille, you're a leader, not a follower. You be kind and courageous. We tell Tucker, Tucker, you're strong, you're smart, you're courageous because God has made you that way. So be strong and take heart, as the Bible says. Speak life over your kids because God has designed them for a purpose. Maybe you're like, yeah, I knew when I was young I was supposed to do that, but then life happened. I said life, not wife, for all of you men, okay? Life happened, <laughs> and maybe you're like, well, it's too, it's, I missed my chance. No, God's gift and God's call, say it with me, are under full warranty. They are never canceled, never rescinded. The second way that he reveals his purpose to us is in growing awareness. We see this with the story of Joseph. In Genesis chapter 30, around there, it starts. And Joseph, you know, he had a dream, and he, he was his father's preferred son. And, and he, he had this dream that, that, that uh, all of his brothers and everyone were going to be serving him. And he was dumb enough to tell all of his older brothers about his dream. And so they got mad and, of course, uh, so, uh, sold him. They were going to try to kill him, and then they sold him. And there was just a lot of really bad circumstances that took place in Joseph's life. He was sold. He was accused of a crime he didn't commit. He spent time in prison. And in all of those instances, you're thinking, wow, that poor guy. But then when we come to the end of, the, of his story, he found favor because he interpreted a dream, and he ended up being the second in command to the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh made him the second person in all of, of the land. And, and then when his brothers came into Egypt, you know, he looked like an Egyptian. They didn't even recognize him. And what did he say? 
He told them in Genesis 50, chapter 20, I mean 50, verse 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. I say all this to say, don't misinterpret what you're going through. You know, God doesn't cause our problems. God, God's not saying, oh yeah, I'm gonna, you know, make Joseph suffer for all of these years. No, but God redeemed those circumstances and used Joseph's circumstances to save many lives, to bring God glory and to fulfill his purpose. That could not have happened without looking back and saying, you know what, God's hand was there in every single situation. A growing awareness. Don't misinterpret what you're going through. Even in the struggle, God's call is under full warranty, okay? Number three, walking through open doors. Walking through open doors. Sometimes all it takes is when you see an opportunity, you walk through that door. Because you're never gonna know what's on the other side until you walk through, right? And sometimes that's what it takes for God to reveal his purpose to us because we're waiting to like for the clouds to open up and a light to shine down from heaven. And sometimes he's like, listen, I gave you the opportunity. I, there was a ministry expo at ICF Rome. There's all kinds of opportunities for you to discover what you're good at, to discover what you can do, discover where your gifts may operate. Just walk through that opportunity. Walk through that open door. You know what's great about the doors that God opens for you too? The book of Revelation tells us that God opens doors that no man can shut. Isn't that amazing? God opens doors that no man can shut. And you'll never know what's on the other side of that door until you take that step and walk through. We see that in the beautiful story of Esther. You know, Esther was, a, was an orphan. She, she was a foreigner in the land that she lived. The, the king selected her to be his new wife once he kind of fired his first wife from her job because she insulted him. And so he, he got, you know, all of these, these women kind of had like a beauty pageant. And he selected Esther, this young Jewish girl, to be his new queen because she was gorgeous. But there was a man within the court there who was trying to kill all of the Jewish people. He was plotting to kill all of the Jews. And, and Esther was in a position to do something about it. And so her uncle Mordecai said, Esther, who knows that God has not put, put you in this place for such a time as this. And if you don't, if you remain silent, if you don't do anything, then relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I will go to the king even though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. She walked through the open door. She took an opportunity, and she saved her people. She made a difference. She walked through the opportunity. I do, I do want to remind you today that at this ministry expo and when you're walking through these opportunities, when you're walking through these open doors, when you're looking for a place to serve, 
Pastor Rick and Pastor Jen are not creating this ministry expo just to create good programs here at ICF Rome. They're not here just to benefit the church. Pastor Rick and Pastor Jen, they really want to see you walking out the purpose that God has for you. They're good pastors. They love you enough to know that when you discover your purpose and when you begin to walk in that, you're going to make a difference. Not only here at ICF Rome, but outside these walls, when you are walking down these streets and when you're in your homes and your classrooms and your workplaces. Amen? Let's walk through opportunities. The fourth way that God reveals his purpose to us is through a God encounter. A God encounter. We see this in the story of Saul. How many of you know who Saul was? Saul was a murderer of Christians, right? He sought them out. He, he didn't just, like, if he happened to, to know of one, kill them. He was looking for them. He was seeking them out in order to destroy them. The Bible says even, even women and children, men and women and children, he was a murderer. But he had a God encounter. Because God had created a purpose for Saul, right? He knew that so much of the New Testament was going to need a Paul to write it. He knew the purpose that, that, he could, that, that could be redeemed and that could be used to change the world for generations and generations. And he used a murderer, because on the road to Damascus, Saul had a God encounter. We read about it in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus. So that if he found any there who belonged to the way, that's what they referred to Christians as, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly, some of us need a suddenly moment. Suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. And we know that Saul, after that God encounter, he gave his life to God. He committed his life to serving God. He made a difference in that time and his, his, the difference is living on even now, influencing us thousands of years later. Why is that? Because God created Saul, who later became Paul, on purpose for a purpose. And I want you to know that he created you on purpose for a purpose. Can you just close your eyes with me and, and listen to that one more time? Boss, God created you on purpose for a purpose. Every single one of you, God created you on purpose for a purpose. You're not an accident. You're not an afterthought. God created you on purpose for a purpose. He wants to reveal that purpose to you. 
so that you can have all that God has for you and experience the supernatural power of God working in your life every single day. If you need to experience that today, maybe you're one of those that have felt a call from birth, but you've wandered off, taken it in a different direction, I encourage you today, let, let God redeem that. You haven't gone too far. Let God reveal his purpose to you. If you're one of those who've been going through some circumstances, but you've, you've just becoming more and more aware every day that God's hand is working even in the midst of your situation. He's revealing his purpose to you. Discover it today. Begin to develop it and use it for God's glory. Maybe you're one of those who you just need to walk through an open door. There's an opportunity today for you to do that. Take that opportunity and just see what God's going to do in you and through you. And maybe today you need a God encounter. Say, God, come, come, in, come have an encounter with me today. Meet me where I am and change me and transform me. Reveal my purpose. Help me discover it and develop it and use it to change my family, to change my city, to change the world all for your glory one person at a time because you do have a purpose if you're here today and you say well I didn't even know that there was a God who loved me or maybe I knew that there's a God out there somewhere but I didn't know he loved me enough to create me for a purpose maybe you don't have a relationship with him today is a God encounter moment for you that you can know him you can begin a right relationship with Him and give your life to Him by accepting the free gift of salvation that comes through His Son, Jesus. God loved you enough to create you for the purpose that He designed, and He loved you enough to, to send His only Son, Jesus, to die for you, to pay your sin debt that no one else can pay. I can't pay it. You can't pay it. He loved you enough to do that. And if you accept that gift today, then you can say a simple prayer with me. If you're watching online, you know, Pastor Rick would love to lead you in a prayer if you need to have a, a fresh start, give your life to, to Jesus today.